Okay, today's daf is daf. It's Erevin daf. Kuf Beis. We're on Kuf Aleph Amid Beis. Five lines from the bottom. A new Mishnah. So, the, continuing the conversation regarding doors and closing doors. This really, again, once again, it has to do with Hilchah Shabbos. Not much to do with Erevin. So, Neger Shiesh Beroshe Glustera. So, you have a bolt. So, the way it worked was, imagine you're, you know, chain link fence that had a door and you had a bolt. So, that bolt... The ones that we have today, they're made, designed to be part of the door, so there's no concern of boina. However, let's say you just picked up a bolt and you would put it in the ground or put it into this door, there might be some concern of boina. So let's see. Neger shiyesh baroishai glustera. If you have this bolt that has on the head of it a glustera, which either means some type of knob or a pestle, so it looks like a kli. Rabeliezer, Oyster, Rabeliezer says, you know what, even though it's a keli, and it's not really boina to put it into the, the door, it's still usher to put it into the door that you would, if you imagine those gates, so there's a, you, you, would, you would fasten the bolt to the gate, and you would also have, there would be a hole in the stoop that the bolt would go into. So Rabeliezer says, Oyster, you cannot do that. Even though it has a glustera, it's still, it's, since it's not tied to the door, it would still be us. It's near a kibayna. It looks like bayna. Rabbi Yosimah, Rabbi says, no, once it's already a keli, everyone knows you're not leaving it there forever. So it's not going to be thought of as bayna. Therefore, Matir, it's mutter to put this into the door on Shabbos. I'm Rabbi Yosimah. Maiseh, Bekinesh, Shabbat, Tveri, Shayinoy, again, boy, Heter. There was a shul in Tveri. They used to have this set up with this lock with a bolt that had the gluster on it. Atshibah, Rabbi Gamil, Vazikainim. Until Rabbi Gamil, Vazikainim, once went for Shabbos. They were, you know, scholar and residents there. And they said, it's also you can't do this. You cannot do this. Rabbi Yossi, remember, says, no, that's not what happened. It was just the opposite. Again, Rabbi Yossi throwing in his historical comment here. Isr Nagubah, the shul was machmir. They thought it was Aser. But Rabbi told him it's actually mutter. Tysus points out over here, which is very interesting, that when people know something is mutter and they, have, and they are still machmir on it, like a minhag, so then you can't just tell them it's mutter. There's a concept of... That tvarim hamutarim va'acherim nagu behem iser. There's a minog. Let's say someone went through the sugya of chol of Yisrael versus you know non chol of Yisrael, and he decides to be machmir. So then that's like a nether. However, let's say someone thought there's no heter to eat you know non chol of Yisrael, and then he goes through the sugya, looks at Ramosha Shuvas, goes through the Hartzvi, Chazanish, Prichadash. He says, yeah, there's a lot to discuss here. So then that's not a problem because it was betoyis. He thought it was usher. You know, but some there's what to rely on. So it's a similar, it comes up all the time regarding Nedarim. If you learn Hilchas Hanukkah, the opening page in Shulchan Aruch talks about the minna women have not to do malacha when they light, when candles are lit that first half hour. So that is considered something that's mutter va'acherim nagu bahem aser, and therefore it's a, it's a real minog, and they have to keep it. Okay. Comes along the Gemara, the Gemara goes through what, what exactly we're talking about. Benital bi'igudai, let's say you had a... You had this, uh, you had this bolt that if you would nita, you would take it be guda with the rope that was attached to this bolt, and the rope would not snap, so therefore it's considered fastened to the door. Nobody argues on this. Everyone agrees that that is considered mutter. You're allowed to use this to close the door. Since it's tied to the door, everyone realizes it's standing there to close the door, and therefore nobody thinks you're building onto the existing structure. No problem. What's the machlaikas? 
where the rope is so weak that if you would pick it up, it would snap. Independent of this rope, there's a glustera on top of the kli, whatever that meant, some type of pestle or some type of uh, you know, handle or knob, and therefore it's a taras kli. And, and that itself is a hacker. Everyone realizes that you're not building. And therefore it's mutter. Since it cannot be picked up by the rope, it's not considered tied onto the door. And law, you cannot, just because it has a taras kli on it, doesn't make it mutter. Therefore you cannot affix it back to the door. Comes along the next Mishnah, and this Mishnah opens up another sugya here, a very interesting sugya, which comes up all over Shas, but this is the Makar. The Makar is the last few Mishnahis of Erevin. That is a concept called Ein Shvos B'Mikdash. So even though typically we have Isurim D'Rabbanon, when it comes to the base of Mikdash, things that were necessary for the Avaita, there's a concept of Ein Shvos B'Mikdash. I think the Kess of Mishnah and others explain that Kahanim is Rizimheim, and therefore they do not need the same Zihirus, the same uh, being careful when it comes to many dinim drabanan. So neger hanigor, you have this bolt that it drags on the floor, so it's attached to the door, so there's no problem midaraisa, because it's already attached to the door. However, it's not suspended in the air, meaning it's still dragging, it's nigra, it drags on the floor. So the halach is noyalim boy, the mikdash, in the base of mikdash, where the only iser, again, the only iser in this case would be in Sudrabanan. So in the mikdash, where we say, ain't shvus be mikdash, and therefore, you're, this, you're, there's no shvus in the base of mikdash, and therefore, you're, there's no problem of isurim drabanan. In this case, it's only nigra, it just drags, but it's attached, noyalim boy, be mikdash, aval, loy be medina. But in the country, meaning outside of the base of Mikdash, where we do uh, hold, we do keep Isurim Durabanan, you will not be able to use this Neger Ha Negar. Vehamunach, what if it's placed on the floor? It's not even fastened at all to the door, totally detached. It's called Munach, it's put down. And you want to take that bolt and now use it to lock a door. Kan Vekan Asr, be Asr both in the country and in the base of Middash. Why? Because this is Baina, and that's Nisudar Raisa, so it doesn't you know, come into a, a, the discussion of Ein Shvos Ba Mikdash. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, Rabbi Yehuda says no. They're both, is never going to be Nisudar Raisa here, and therefore Hamunach, the Munach case would be Nisudar Rabbanan. So that's Mutter only the Mikdash. But the nigrar, just to drag something, that is even mutter midrabanan. There's no problem. It's mutter even by Medina, even outside of the base of Middash. Tanu Rabbanan. Comes along the Gemara, the Gemara brings a brysa. What is considered this bolt that drags? That according to the Tanakhama, there's an Issa Durabana, and therefore you're only allowed to do it in the base of Middash, but not in the Medina. What's the example? Kolsha Kasher. It's tied to the door, so it's not Munach, it's tied to the door. It's suspended in the air, and the bottom one the bottom part of the bolt touches the ground, but it's not dug into the ground, it just touches the ground. So, on one hand, it's attached to the door already, so it's not going to be baina midaraisa. On the other hand, since it's touching the ground, the other side is dragging on the ground, it would be considered nirek hebaina, and if it's aser midaraban. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi says no. This case, where it's tied onto the door, there's not going to be even an isadaraban, it's mutter even by medina. What would be considered a bolt that 
is only mutter in the Mikdash, but Avalab in Medina, there's an Isidra Banan. So what's the example? Kol It's not tied, it's not suspended, and when as soon as you open the door, you remove it and you throw it to the corner. And it's not there's no nothing permanent about it, and therefore it is not considered part of the door. That would be an Isidra Banan. Now he holds it's not an Isidraisa. Why would it not be an Isidaraisa? So you have to figure it out because it's either, you know, Rashi in Shabbos, Dafkul Chavav says, you already prepared it yesterday, so it's like similar to Lego, where it's put in and put out. It's not exactly a permanent um, bolt, so it wouldn't be an Isidaraisa, but it would still be an Isidarabanan. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Marshmua. Halacha Rabbi Yehuda be Negrar. The halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. When, he, when it's dragged, as long as it's attached, it's just merely dragging, that's mutter even in the countryside, not, not in the base of Middash. Base of Middash for sure would be mutter. And Amarava Vuhu, one caveat. Even Rabbi Yehuda agrees, Shekashur Badal. So it still has to be tied onto the door. When we say that as long as it's tied, even if it drags on the floor, it's, an isa, it's mutter, that's only when it's tied onto the delis, tied onto the door. But let's say it would be tied onto the doorpost or onto the wall. Then Rabbi Huda would say, no, that's not really considered part of the door. That would be just like munach al ha'aretz. Amy, is this true? Rabbi Tavlo ikol ha'aretz. He saw a bolt that was tied onto the ibro the, uh, dadasha. The, um, which is a hinge of the door, so it wasn't exactly tied onto the door. So the Gemara says, That was tied with such a strong rope that it wouldn't have fell off when you pulled it really hard. And this works even when it's not tied onto the door itself. So don't bring me a kasha from Rabbi Tavla in Mechayza, because that case was different. It was so sh- firmly attached to the structure that everyone that everyone knows this is part of the door setup. Rav Avi Iklanada, the opposite. So a person tied the, the nagar the, uh, uh, with gemi, with um, a reed, which is basically nothing, worthless. Amar Dain, loy That's not even considered attached at all. So it would be just like munach, and everyone would agree there's at least an isser derabanan because it's not, that's not considered attached. Okay. Now we have some interesting shilas. Boi Rabbi Zera, Nikmas Mahu. So the cases we've been talking about is where you had a, a, like a little small little platform right by the door, which you want to call it a, a stoop, a escupa. That was what we were talking about previously. The next kasha, the next question is Nikmas. Nikmas means where in the stoop itself there's a hole, and when you put the bolt in, not only does it go into the stoop, it goes all the way into the ground itself. So this you know, at first glance, could see a little more per- seem a little more permanent, a little more of baina than simply putting something into the stoop. Because here it's going into the aret, into the land, into the karka, underneath the stoop. So that was his kasha. His kasha is any worse than putting it into the skupa. So Yosef, mighty Why is he asking this? Shaila leishmiel lehadatali. He didn't want the brisa. There's a brisa and the septa perches nishmat. If the if the uh, bolt came away from, uh, fell off the rope. Usser, you cannot talk, you cannot use that to, to lock the door, but nikmas mutter. But if it goes through, through the plat, through the um, 
stoop and it goes all the way to the ground. That case is Motiv Rabbi Yehuda. I'm a Nikmah, Zavapishin, and Nishmat. Asr, it's Asr. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, and Shmuel, Lachak, Rabbi Yehuda, Nikmah. So you see, clearly, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, Ben Nikmah, and Nikmah is Asr. So why is he asking a Shiloh? So the Gemara says, the time am I. So the Gemara says, by the way, what's the reason why? Nikmas is Aser. So I'm Rabbi Mishin the Mexican And this really looks like Baina, that you're, you're sticking into the ground in a firm way. It's going through the stoop into the kaka underneath it. Everyone agrees, even Rabbi Huth agrees, it will be an Isser Drabanan of Nira or Mexican Baina. Next, Shiloh. Boimine Rav Nachumi Bar Zechari Me Abaya. So he asked the following question from Abaya. Asaloi Beis Yad. Let's say you made a handle into this. Onto this uh, bolt, and it's not tied. I Meaning, if it's tied to the door, so we said it's only this is the at most. According to our view, that's mutter, and that's what we pass again. So, what if you made a handle? It's not like a Ah, so. <laughs> yeah, you have to figure out if that's exactly what the. Uh, Yeah, the grug goes with what you just said. That, this is the exact case of our Mishnah. So not everyone agrees that that's the case of the Mishnah. But yeah, it, it could be. Machlekes, <laughs> that's the grug shita. It looks like Rashi holds it that as well. So, Abaya responds, You're talking about a pestle, which the way we read the Mishnah would be the same exact case. That's the grub Paskins. You're talking about a pestle? Of course you're allowed to use it. Because it's considered a keli. And that way, if you want to go with what Aaron is saying, that would fit with Rabbi Yehuda Shita, that as long as it has its, it's a keli, independent keli, it doesn't look like boina, and it'll be mutter even lechatchila. Hahu sharisa. Now this gets into a hilchos muksa. We just had this in smichat chaver. So you had Sif Beis in Simon Shinchat talks about this. Hahu sharisa davabe rabbi pedas. You had a certain big, there was a big beam in Rabbi Pedas's house. So again, we were trying to figure out how to lock doors. So we had these bolts. Now you have a good old-fashioned way. You put a big fat weight in front of the door. Nobody can move it. Okay? So to have a medali, you need 10 people to lift it. That's how heavy it was. And they would put it by the door to lock it. And Rabbi Pedas didn't say anything to them. No problem on Shabbos. So Amar... Torah is clear how this is a keli. It's not muksa. Even though it's very heavy, it's not muksa. So just by the way, Torah here brings one sheet of the Shleimer. Look at that. Who's Sharisa? That maybe if it's in regilus atatla b'chol, klal, it will be usr, it will be muksa. If you never move it at all, it will be muksa. However, Torah in Shabbos, I think it's Daflam and Hey, he says that it's machlekes asugis, and maybe we would always hold that there's no problem of muksa, even if it's very heavy. If you look in the Mishabur, he says, let's see you have a case. This is where we spoke about the, the bima downstairs or other things. You have something that's heavy and you don't move it because it might break, maybe that case would be muksa. But just by simply being heavy, that doesn't create you know, something being muksa. If a heavy table, it's not, it's not, that's the way pass and it's not considered muksa. Okay? Because Torah's Kli allow. A uh, similar case, Ahi Asisa, there was this mortar, Dahave Beim Mar Shmuel, and has a Shmuel of Machzekes at Riba, it held 15 sa. Of wheat, Sharam Arshmul Mishde Adasha. You allowed to use it to, to lock the door, don't let anybody in. Ah, it's Muksa. He said, No, I'm at Taras Kliela. It has a din of a Kaili. Shalach Le Rami Vayecheskler of Amram, Namalon Mar, Mehalain Mili, Malisa. Tell us something, you know, good that you heard the Amram Mishmidar of Asi, Bekipe de Arba, regarding boats and putting up a tent or a kipe on, on, a, on a boat. 
So Sholach Leihachi Amar Rav Asi Hani Kipi Da Arba. So let me just send you some pictures. I forgot to send it. So if you have pictures, it's very easy to see this uh, this Gemara. Let's see if it goes through. So the question is, how do you put your awning on your boat? You have the same question on the porch or other other. Uh, I had the last, probably the last one that got sent out, or the first one. No 18 or 19 in the art scroll over here. So he says like this. Haki Omar of Asi, Hani Kifi da Arba. You have this, they want to put this uh, tent on top of the boat. If the arches on top of the on top of the boat. So again, you have these uh, you know, these boards that would hold up a tent that you put on. So you have those pieces there. If they're a tefach thick already, what does that help you? That's already considered that there's already some oil on top. So when I'm just adding on to an oil, there's no problem. So there's already a tefach there, that's fine. If they're not a tefach thick, but you don't have three tefach in between these, these, these beams. So then you have lavud, on Shabbos, maybe machtelas, and you'll have to put up your machtelas on, on Shabbos. This comes up regarding putting up a shlak. Similar discussion. My timer, Moisif al Oyel Arehu, Sharper Dummy. You're adding on to a Oyel Arai, and that will be considered Mutter. Hanu Dichri Dahabad Ravuna. There was a rams that Ravuna had, the Bimala Bolotula. During the day, it was hot, so they needed a shade. Ubalela Bolavir. In the nighttime, they had to pick up the awning to get to, to let them have some air. Also, the Kamen Derav, Amalahu, Zil Kreich Budei. Go to this, uh, go to the corral when, when it's still. Uh, I'm sorry, you still crap with it. You you should uh, wrap it, but vishayer ba tefach. Leave a tefach still out. Once you have a tefach of the awning um, stretched out, so then the next day lamachar on Shabbos pasta, you could just stretch it out. You could extend it because that's called extending an oil array. You're allowed to extend an oil array. And it will be considered motors. This is a classic hetter regarding an awning. An awning, if as long as it's one tefach out, you could just you know unroll it. Some say even if it's not if it's it's fine. You have your stroller, uh, what's it called? Um, hood. Uh, you hood on your coat. The stroller top, sunroof. What do they call that? Cover. Stroller cover. Yeah. Umbrella should be the same thing. If you look at the Chazanish, she writes why we don't allow people using umbrellas. Maybe back in the day they used to tie it, but halachically, from a strict halachic you know, point of view, it should be mutter. Again, halachic, nobody's going to pass and it's mutter to use an umbrella, but theoretically, it was already a, at least a tefach or it was oimilakach to be open and closed. So, pashtas, it will be mutter based on this concept. All you're doing is moisif al oil arai. So, what was the same so that's the easiest way to do it. The question is, do I need to leave a tefach? What if it's oim Is was that it, fine? Was it easy? Was it easy? I don't know. But shara definitely works. Right? You're asking the strollers? You're not, you're not always doing it. Right. So could be this is even better. It's oim It's literally you just press a button and the umbrella opens. You know? Okay. One could argue there is a tefach already. I don't know. Depending how, how tight your umbrella is closed. It's, I don't, what, fine. Why you need to leave it? Like, it sounds like you're saying you need to. In these cases, yes. The question is by a stroller cover. Why in these cases do you do? I, I Maybe mean, it wasn't just made like that to just be open and closed, you know? So you leave it open a tefach, you definitely have it. Okay. 
I'm giving you the extra stuff. The, 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 the Gemara says you have to leave a tefach. I'm just bringing you what some of the Pais can say. Vilon, a curtain, mutlinatoy, so you're allowed to hang it up. Let's say it's, it's a vertical curtain. So you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. By the way, if it's a mechitza hamateres, that would be usher. So if it's a mechitza that's, that's fulfilling a halachic thing, that would be usher on Shabbos. But a, a standard curtain would be fine. Mutlinatoy, so mutlinatoy, you're allowed to take it down on Shabbos. It's a vertical thing, there's no horizontal uh, roof. So there's, there's no problem, there's no creating of an oil there. Next, kilas chasanam, so you have this. Uh, bed. So you look in your Rashi's, there's actually a picture of it, a kila, this canopy. Let it open it and close it on Shabbos because there's no gag of a tefach. There's no roof of a tefach. Now the Gemara is going to bring in some caveats that we're going to scratch our heads and try to say how in the world would anybody sleep on this bed. That's what we're talking about where the roof doesn't have a tefach. Let's say the roof doesn't have a tefach. It's, it's a pointy roof. Let's say within three tefachim of the the roof is, roof's point, going sloping down. There's a tefach, so within three tefachim of the point, you have a tefach width, meaning it literally has to be like really narrow. So then anyways, there will be a din of lavud. So it will also be a problem. We had this Gemara when we spoke about boats. Same problem. That's also when there's no Bishipua by the slope, you do not have a Tefach. Look at the Rashi, the last Rashi in Kuf Bezim at Aleph. He talk, the, the picture there on the, on the bottom right, that bishipua, meaning on the slope, you don't have a tefach. So this bed is like four inches wide. <laughs> right? You have tefach, if you have more than a tefach bishipua, see that, see that picture over here? That's a problem. Because that's, that's considered an oil. Avayish bishipua tefach, shipua elam kaelam dami, will be considered an oil. So if you have a four inch bed, I wouldn't call it a, a, a kipas chasanim, a kilas chasanim. But uh, I guess that that'll be so that that would be uh, once you have a few inches already, it'll be usher to to ha- put up this tent. So what in the world would the Gemara be talking about? Let's look at the next picture in Rashi, Kufbeis and Mabeis. He brings you an interesting picture here, where theoretically, if the slopes, you have a if you look at the at the picture, the slope only goes a tefach or less than a tefach, and you have another one, another one, another one, but it doesn't go all the way down. It's not like a, it's not like a um, a triangle. It's not a perfect triangle, so then you could theoretically have a case where you could have a kilas chasanam that's 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 big enough. It's not four inches wide, so that would be the the case that Gemara is talking about, where the shipu ayhalim is not going to be more than a tefach. Good. You have a felt hat. Shari, you're allowed to wear it on Shabbos. There's no problem, even though it might be making an oil. You have a big, wide brim. Still, it's mutter. I Tanya Asr, we said in a so it's Asr, like Gemara said, like Kasha Had is Tefach, Ha, the less Tefach. When there's a Tefach wide, your Satmer flying saucer or your old fashioned hat has a Tefach wide in the brim, that's Asr. But if it's less than a Tefach, it's mutter. So, how do people in Satmer wear their hats? So either they go with the Gemara's tarots, or there's other reasons why it's mutter. But let's see the Gemara's tarots. Alamiyata shir be begli me tefach hachenami da aser. 
if you have a, a uh, you, you take a glime, which is your talus, and you wrap it around your head, and it comes out a tefach, it's also asr, you made an oil on your head, we're not talking about oil here, we're talking about, we're concerned it's going to fly away. When it's tight onto your head, it's fitted, because it's not going to blow away, and you're not going to go chase it. If it's, not, if it's going to blow away, it's not tied fast into your head, there's a concern. The wind's going to take it, and you might carry it down almost in Rishos Haravim. So there's a good kasha here. Let's say a person lives in a, in, a, in a city where there's no Eruv, and it's windy. Do you have to wear bobby pins or keep it, keep uh, things on your yarmulke? You know, because it might fly away and you might carry a Dalai So the place can say that, no, since a person doesn't walk Dalai without a yarmulke, when it flies away, you're going to pick it up and put it back on. What about a hat? What if your hat doesn't really fit, but it's the only hat you have? It's not, it doesn't fit well, and then a Ruach Metsuya flies away. So L'chari shouldn't be allowed to wear it on Shabbos in a Rosh because if it flies away, you might end up carrying it. So there are those that will not walk Dalai without a hat. So for them, <laughs> they, they could wear it. But for, for most people, it's taka gakasha. How are you allowed to wear a hat? If, if it, you have to hold your hat when you walk to shul like this, and you live in a Rishasarabim, so pashtas, there's a concern. It might fly away, and you would carry it. I don't have a hat there. I don't know. Hopefully you, you go to the right hat store and make sure it fits you. You know, For 300 bucks, it better fit, right? Okay, or just don't wear a hat in the street. Next. Comes along the Mishnah, Machzirin Tzira Tachtim and Mikdash. So again, we're going to compare and contrast the base of Mikdash versus outside the base of Mikdash. So in this case, we're not talking about doors to homes, because that's a Shiloh of Deraises. Now we're talking about uh, doors to Kalim. So let's say you had a, you know, a treasure chest or something. So there used to be something called a Tzira Tachtim and a Tzir Ha'elyon. So let's see what this means. Machzirin tzirah tachtin. You're allowed to put back the pivot for the tachtin, the bottom half of the door of this kalim, of this you know, treasure chest or something. Pamekdash, because this returning it is only asr medar banan. And ain't shvos pamekdash. medina, but you cannot do it outside of the base of medash. It's exera dera banan, which the Gemara is going to call shema yitka. You might push it in, in in a strong way, which would be either an iser of, of Boine or an iser of Makkah B'Patish. What about the top pivot of this chest? Sakan V'Kan, Aser. Both these cases are Aser. It's an iser de Araisa to put this back together. Either we hold this Boine B'Kalim, and this is the, the you know, or it's Makkah B'Patish. There'll be an iser even in the base of Middash. Rabbi Huda Oymer, Rabbi says, Ha'elyoin B'Mikdash, that you're allowed to, that there's no Isidar rice in any of these cases. So therefore, the Elyon, even the Elyon you could do in the base of Middash. Because it's only Asim and Rabbanan. And there's ancient Vos of Middash. The bottom one is, is that Medina. That will be Mutter in the Medina because there's no Isra at all. But the Elyon would be Asr in the Medina. Tana Rabbanan. Tzir, Delas, Shida, Teva, Medal. You have a Tzir, you have a pivot of, the, I mean, the bottom pivot of a Delas. The door of a shita teva migdal, a tower, some some movable object, some type of uh, you know portable closet. So by migdash, if it's in the base of migdash, machzirin, you can put it back. By medina, in the medina doichakin, you're allowed to put it back in because it's just the bottom one. But v'ha'elyon, the top pivot kan v'kan So not in the medina, not in the base of midosh. Why? Gezerah shema yitka. There's a gezerah that you might push it back into its place in a firm way. V'im toka chayev chatos. 
And if you put it back in, in a, in a strong way, taka, which means to fasten it in, so then chayachatas, you would be chayachatas. You have to figure out why you can't do this in the base of Middash. Maybe it's only mutter when it's necessary to do the avayda, and in this case, it would be also to do it, just to put it back in, the elyon, and therefore, gzeir shemayitka. Now, shabar v'shal dus v'shal yitziah, these things are not attached to the ground, loy yach, so you cannot put back, sorry, these things are attached to the ground, or they are considered the ground, the cover of a bar, loy yach, so you should not put back at all, v'im, hech, so you put something back into it, you fasten the pivot back in, chayav chatas, because that is considered baina, because it's something that's mechubar karka. One more Mishnah regarding uh, the base Middash for today. Tomorrow we'll have some more. So, machzir mitiyah v'mikdash. Let's say you had a bandage that fell off. So, machzirin, you could put it back on, Shab- on Shabbos, v'mikdash in the base Middash, avalev v'medina, but not in the Medina. Why does Yisad Rabbanan to put back a retiyah on Shabbos? Because they would typically put a bandaid and you would have some type of ointment on the wound. And there was a concern of mimareach, of you might smooth something out on your skin, which would be an isadaraisa, you know, applying different lotions on Shabbos. So therefore, don't put the bandage back on, because it was a gzera of maybe you'll come to be mimareach. However, in the Beis HaMikdash, since the Kayin needed to do this, why did he need to do it? Because you're not allowed to have, uh, if you have a bandage in the Beis HaMikdash, there's an isra of chatzitza. The Pasuk says, al-basaray, by the, by the big tekun, it says al-basari, it has to be on his flesh. The Ramam writes it has to be skin tight. This is before Under Armour or uh, modern clothing. That literally had to be skin tight. You couldn't have any ear space in the armpits. Skin tight, sheer, uh, big tekun. So the pictures are awful, those perm costumes. They're not exactly what the <laughs> Kahana Gaderlin used to wear. Anyways, it has to be al-basari. The Gemara tells us you can't have a chatzitza. So if he had a band-aid, he had to take it off to do the avayda, so there the rabbanon waved their gezeira, since it was ancient Shavos B'Mikdash, he allowed to put, it, put the band-aid back on, we're not concerned you're going to do mimareach. Uh, so, now, in Batchila, if there wasn't a, a bandage on it from on Friday, meaning on Shabbos, the coin decides, let me put a band-aid on now, so kan v'kan aser. It will be aser even in the base of Middash. Why? When we, when we say ain't shavos v'mikdash, it's very important. It doesn't mean that we just take out, you know, all tarsh of aped, the rabbanans, and throw it in the garbage in the base of Middash. It's only when these things are necessary to perform the avaydah in the base of Middash, so then it's fine. So when you need it to take off the band-aid to be able to perform the avaydah and then put it back on, okay, ain't shavos v'mikdash. But let's say the client gets a cut now, now he wants to put a band-aid on, you cannot do that on Shabbos, because you might be mimareach the oil. So let's say it fell off. Not that you took it off, it fell off. So when it fell off, since the whole problem of putting it back on is a gzera, there's a concept by dinim drabanon. If it's loy shchiach, loy gazer since it wasn't so common for it to fall off, they didn't make a gzera, you could put it back on. So, machzirin oyster b'shabbos. So, Behuda, my brother says, huchlaka, if it moved, lamata, if it moved downwards, it slid down, doichaka lamala. Lamala, doichaka lamata. So, you could push it back into place. And if you want to clean the wound where it fell off, so, megala makes a seratio, mekaneach piyamaka, you could, uh, you know, remove a little bit of 
Varati of a bandit, clean up the Pia Maka, the part that is exposed, then Vachoyz Megala makes his Ratiya Makanech Pia Maka, and you keep you know, putting it back and forth. However, Varatiya Atzmalei Kanach, but don't actually clean the inside of the Ratiya. You are Mimarech, you're going to be rubbing something on it, and that would be a problem of. If you do memareach, which is a a tolda of memachek, I think that's if I'm saying it correctly, you'd be chayev a carbon chatos. I'm rabbi the meshmul, rabbi huda, the lachas like rabbi huda that you cannot put back on a retia that totally fell off. I'm rabbi chesed l'shana ela shapirsha al gabe kli. That's only when it fell off onto a kli, onto a, you know, a pillow or something, and then it fall on the floor. I have a persha, because at this point, when it fell on the floor, that's called like a nesina lechatchila. This brings us back, lechara has nothing to do with each other, it goes back to the halachas of doing chazara on Shabbos, when he took a pot off the fire. So the Gemara there said, if you put it on the karka, you put it on the floor, that's called, you know, a hesachadas. You, you, no, you no longer have in mind to put it back on. However, if it didn't, if it wasn't put on the floor, then it's not called nesina lechatchila. It's called chazara. It's a similar concept. If it fell on the karka, you can't put it back on. If it fell gabekli, then you have machlekes. So Mar Ravashi, I was once in front of Ravashi. Nafale Abe Sadia, the the uh, the the. Um, what is it? The bandage fell, fell off. The kamahadale, and he put it back onto the makar, and it fell on the pillow. I thought to say that don't you hold of. I'm sorry, I, I said to him, don't you hold that whatever Abchista said, that even though it fell on a kli, it's still us, meaning Divriakov fell on the floor, you can't put it back on. The Machlaikis was Agabe Kli. And Shmuel said, Halacha Kirab Yehuda, that you still can't put it back on. Samarli, Loi Shmila, I didn't hear of it. Kalemar, Loi Shmila, do not pass like that. I hold that the Machlaikis was Dafka when it fell onto the ground. That's when Rabbi Yehuda was Machmer. But if it fell, or if it was removed and it was put on the Kali, similar to putting your Chalapat on the counter, so then that would be called Chazara, putting it back on. Even Rabbi Yehuda would agree. And that is Mutter. Have a wonderful night.